0: Test one, two, test one, two. Oh, yes. Hey, oh, hey, Ben. Come here.
1: Hey, what's up, man?
0: Here, take a seat right there real quick. Yep, and put those on. Just put them on your head. All right, now say something. Hello. What do you think? That's pretty cool, huh? That is pretty cool. Yes.
1: I hear myself talking.
0: Yes, these mics sound great. <sighs> Anyways, listen, I need your help. we're gonna um, I'm starting a podcast, and I want you to do it with me. Podcast about what? Um, uh, about parenting. Kind of, we're going to be doing it. What's so funny, <laughs> dude? I'm.
1: You want me to do a podcast with you?
0: For sure, man. We're just listen. We're all we're going to do is talk about what we've been talking about in kids' church. And you're a parent, dude. You got like 15 kids, so you'll be perfect at this. I, I do have a lot of kids, but I'm not good at talking. You are great at talking. Um, we're talking right now. All um, you got to do is do this, and just sound smart when you do it. So, so do you, do you want to do the podcast with me?
1: Uh, I mean, maybe. When when are you thinking to do? We're doing
0: starting this? it right now. Wait! 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 wait. All right, welcome everybody to the Parent Podcast. My name is Matt Clark, and in the recording studio is my good friend Ben Hoyer. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? So this is
1: the uh, recording studio.
0: This this is the recording studio. It's very nice.
1: I like it. It Looks
0: like your kid's playroom. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And it's ten thirty. It's eleven o'clock at night. So uh, we are committed to this. Parents We're all in. that are listening. Hashtag all in. Uh, hashtag all in. Uh, before, uh, before we get started, um, do me a favor and get a little bit closer to that microphone if you don't mind. All righty. Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds good. Seems a little loud. Um, well, that's good. That's what we want. Okay. So right. with, with that being said, I, I appreciate you doing this with me. I, I didn't want to do this by myself, so I'm glad that you're doing it with me. I have one rule, and that is I want you to say uh, say three good things about me before the end of the podcast. Um, I will give it a shot. <laughs> He's like, I'm not promising anything. <laughs> and I quit. <laughs> I knew you couldn't survive. All right. Anyways, um, yeah, this is The Parent Podcast, and we're uh, We're a ministry of Genoa Church located in Westerville, Ohio. And uh, pretty much the whole reason we're doing this is we want to come alongside parents. If you're listening, chances are you are a parent or, um, or a family member of mine that I have convinced into listening to this. Uh, but uh bored what's that? they're bored or they're bored yeah, Wanted you've got nothing else to do so you decided to put on the parent podcast, which welcome we're glad you're here we are <laughs> so, but yeah we we want to come alongside parents and we want to uh, give you a resource that will hopefully um, spur a conversation with you and your children. So our, our, um, we have a, a um, what do we call, it? a mission statement in Genoa Kids, and that is to partner with parents to reach kids for Christ. Well, we came up also with a mission statement for this podcast, and it is simply this. It is, your kids will only grow if you live out what you know. Do you want me to say that again, Ben? Sure. Okay, let me repeat it. Your kids will only grow if you live out what you know. What do you think that means? Well, putting you on the spot. You are. Hey, how about <laughs> this? More's caught than taught. Ooh. Well, man, we should just went with that one. That yeah. one sounds way better. Just write that down. Yours <laughs> was the first draft. Yeah. More is caught than is taught. I love that. I and and we believe that. You know, this this podcast hopefully will help give you some of the uh, some of the knowledge that will um, go along with what your kids are learning on a Sunday. But it is so important that you live out what you believe. Your kids, just like Ben said, it it more is caught than is taught. Your kids will learn more from how they see you living your life than what you tell them. So if you can tell them scriptural truth and you can live out scriptural truth, man, good things are bound to happen. You agree? I do. Yeah, I think it's good. Now, before we go any further, I feel the need to say that we are um, not experts by any means on parenting. Nope. Yeah. How many, kids, how many kids do you have? I have five. So you're an expert on making kids, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, I have three. I would say I'm uh, I'm an intermediate, but uh, but uh, but we but we're gonna try our best here. You know, we're we're gonna try to bring people on the podcast who can help with parenting stuff. But but look at this again. Look at this podcast as a way as a resource for, for you guys to um, to talk to your kids because what we're gonna be talking about on this podcast is what your kids are learning in kids church. It might be a little more in depth for you guys. Obviously, we're going to try to bring up some stuff um, that that will benefit you as a parent. But you guys are going to be learning the same thing, just on a different level, you know. So the kids um, will be learning one thing in kids' church, and we will be talking to you about the same thing, just uh, a little more relevant to being a parent and how you can talk to your kids about it. Sure. So, so with that being said, we're, we're going to dive into. It. I want to ask you first, though, before we uh, before we start. Um, if you had to tell me what the best opening scene of any movie is, what would you say? Uh, that's easy.
1: The that, Dark Knight. The Dark. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah. opening bank robbery scene with the Joker.
0: Yeah, dude. Disclaimer: It's my second favorite movie. Number one: Inception. Did obviously you just get a text I think I did we'll see if that comes through on uh the final uh cut here <laughs> but for those of you who don't know my I, my computer here I think I just got a text on my computer so anyways um if you heard a ding that's what it is if you didn't hear it let's continue yeah. so Proceed. um yeah dark Knight is a great opening scene i love I love I love that movie obviously but um but it's it you know it just dives right into it um it's the same with with the scene that I thought about was from the movie Saving Private Ryan which mm-hmm. uh got robbed out of Best Picture the year it came out. Do you know what beat it by any chance? Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare and Love got Best Picture over Same Private Ryan. It's a travesty. It is. Never heard yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, But anyway, so Same Private Ryan, the whole opening scene is um, it's on the beach of Normandy on D-Day, and they're just invading it. And, uh, and I mean, it's probably like a 30-minute opening scene where it's just mass... Uh, chaos and and war and stuff and you know obviously i'm a guy so i love that kind of stuff but but that scene there's no there's no backstory there's no prep there's none of that stuff they just dive right in and, and that's pretty cool you know um I, I think that um i think our culture is is very very much into um the the kind of the the endings and the the twists and the suspense and mm the who did it and, and all that stuff you know um, the the show i keep thinking about is that show lost i know you remember that show i do unfortunately <laughs> that's right that show is all about the twist it's all about it's all about you know what's going to happen at the very end and, and and we don't put a huge emphasis on the beginnings well the the, the new do you agree with that i mean there, there's a huge emphasis on the ending but not the beginnings as much unless you're talking about Superhero movies, which yes. you guys love, you and your son love superhero oh, movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we love a good origin story. That's right how how
1: the how the superhero became the superhero. Exactly, right. exactly. So like uh, Batman,
0: mm-hmm. like, my well, favorite
1: superhero. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened with his parents? Like, if that hadn't happened with his parents, then he would have never become Batman.
0: Right. That's true. Yeah. I mean. How, how that story started developed the whole flow of the story from there on after. And, and, and so um, if you haven't guessed it by now, we're going to be talking about uh, this the origin, our our origin story. Yeah. Uh, humanity's origin story. We're going to be talking about creation today. And creation, I, I, love, I like what you said about Batman. If, if you didn't know that Batman's parents were murdered in front of him and that's what made him become the Dark Knight and stuff. well Well, it's the same in, in Scripture, you know. When God created he gave us value and purpose and and if you if you don't know that god created then how can you see value and purpose in humanity? And so we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But we're going to talk about the the, the implications of believing in creation. And as a parent, how do you talk to your kids about this? And, and why is it important for you as a parent to teach your kids about creation? So we're going to just take a just a one-minute break real quick, and then we're going to come back, and uh, we're going to kind of break this down. And again, the plan is for you to be able to talk to your kids about creation and feel very confident doing it. So hang in there. We'll be right back in one minute. Come on, not again. Dude, what's wrong? It's nothing. I just, I'm trying to get all these volunteer positions filled for the Genoa Kids Services this weekend, and once again, I'm short about three or four spots. I, you don't have anyone else you can call? No, I don't. I mean, I, I could legitimately use another 20 people, but it's it is so hard getting volunteers. I, I just wish there was something we could do to get people to sign up.
1: Oh, there is, Matt. There is. In the arms of the angel, fly Will you be the answer for an innocent child who needs your help? Does the thought of children being left unattended and unsupervised make you want to do something? If so, please go to GenoaKids.org or email Pastor Matt to volunteer in Genoa Kids Ministry. For only 90 minutes a month, you'll rescue a child from a life of despair by sharing the love of Christ and giving them animal crackers. I love
0: animal calculus.
1: This is your chance to say, I won't sit by while another child suffers.
0: Why don't they love me? I wish I had a teacher that cared.
1: Make a difference. Be a part of the solution. Sign up at genoakids.org. org. <laughs> back for the second segment of the podcast here. So, uh, Pastor Matt, uh, Reverend, you could. <laughs> Pastor Matt, Reverend, I'll, I'll take you the one. That's honorable fun. Reverend Matthew Ooh, Clark. I like it. There's first. the first,
0: the first good thing you said about me. I yeah, like it. I got one in. All right, that's all I need. I'm I just, good. That was just your name.
1: Thank you. For <laughs> the record, I didn't say anything very nice. That's right. <laughs> okay. So, hey. Yes. Back to the Gospel
0: Project. Yes. So let's. Uh, Walk us through a little bit of what you taught the kids this last week. Okay, yeah, for sure. And and I don't, I'm not sure how much I even mentioned the Gospel Project in that opening segment, but uh, the Gospel Project is the curriculum that we've just switched to. It's really, it's it's a, it's from what I can tell, it's a really cool curriculum. And and pretty much the idea is it's a chronological study. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be starting in Genesis at the very beginning, and over the next three years we will be going all the way through to Revelation. And uh, and the idea it's called the Gospel Project because it In every story, it focuses on a Christ connection. So I don't know if you knew this or not, but all of the Bible points to Jesus. It points to this need for a Savior, um, a need for redemption because we've turned away from God. And so you can see it literally in every aspect of the Bible. So a lot of people think when you read the Old Testament that, oh, it's it's just a bunch of cool stories about a guy killing a giant. Um, about uh, a dude getting thrown into a furnace, and or three guys getting thrown into a furnace mm-hmm. and surviving, a guy getting thrown into a lion's den and surviving. But it's way more than that, you know. It's it's uh, humanity has turned from God, and God sends us a savior, and um, and it all points towards that. So that's one thing I really appreciate about the Gospel Project is it points. Dude, Lifeway needs to be giving us money for how much we're plugging this curriculum right now. Don't yeah, you agree? I totally agree. Yeah, I'm. I'm do we know it's... anybody that we can... <laughs> I should? I need royalties <laughs> off of how we're promoting it, man. Um, but, anyways, it, it's a great curriculum. So, the the idea that that uh, that I know we've talked about is um, what we're going to do is we're going to walk through it with the parents as well, just in a podcast and. And, um, and, and so we started this last week and we talked about creation from the very beginning. We're starting at the very beginning and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was awesome. You know, it was really cool. I think the, you know, kids have a lot of great questions. They have, a uh, kids are smarter than people think. I totally agree. So yeah. tell me like what kind of questions did you get from the kids? Uh, well, first off, you know, we're talking about Adam and Eve. So did Adam and Eve have a belly button? Are what? you serious? You guys? No, that. no, that didn't happen. Okay. Not 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 this Sunday, but it has happened before. Really? And I was like, yeah, of course. See, actually, they didn't have a mom and dad, so I don't know if they they weren't born regularly. So maybe they didn't have a belly button. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But I'm, that was just a joke, obviously. But um, it, it, so let me tell you the first kind of the first concept we talked about with creation um because it's easy to say god created everything right but there's a lot that really i mean if you look at the significance and the implications of a creator there there is a lot to pull out of that so the first thing that the first thing that i did with the kids is i brought two kids up on on stage again, there's my, uh, I've got to turn these notifications off or they're going to keep interrupting us. We'll do that later. Um, but, uh, but the, what I did was I brought two kids up on stage, a boy and a girl. And, um, I, we had a table up on stage and I, I said, all right, kids, I want to see who can, um, create, um, a paper airplane the fastest. And I said, the crowd, we're going to count down from 10. And when we get to zero, it's over. Whoever creates the paper airplane first and can fly it the furthest, they'll be the winners. And I said, girls, who's going to win? And the girls, you know, they freak out. And for the record, the girls always win. They always win. So I had to rig this one, right? So I said, all right, here we go. Ready, set, go. And I I gave a piece of paper to the boy and not the girl. And so the boy had 10 seconds. He made an airplane and he threw it. And I was like, the boys win. The boys win. And the girl looked at me and she goes, she goes, I didn't have a piece of paper. What was I supposed to do? And I said, <laughs> I said, a little <laughs> bit like the Joker. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? And I, and I said, well, funny you say that uh, because that leads right into the point. And the whole point is this, is that she couldn't create out of nothing. She needed to have a piece of paper to create, to make an, a paper airplane. This isn't rocket science. To make an air, a paper airplane, you have to have paper. Right. I mean, that's that's what it is. Well, um, one of them had paper. The other didn't. The other, and then the one who didn't have paper couldn't make the paper airplane. And so the point was, I said, if God was here, could he make the paper airplane without a piece of paper? And she said, well, yeah, of course he could. He's God. And I said, exactly. And this is a doctrine that um, that is taught that is called um, creation ex nihilo. And, the, and it literally means creation out of nothing. And so um, it's it's a cool concept because originally, like, when, when you hear about this creation out of nothing, it really makes you realize how powerful God is, that he literally needs nothing to create. Mm-hmm. For instance, let me ask you this. What do you need to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Well, bread. Right. <laughs> peanut butter. You want
1: me to say my wife. <laughs> That's what you want. <laughs> I could see it in your face. You're going to say, well,
0: all I need is my wife. You pig. Yeah. I know how to make a PB&J. <laughs> yeah. So what do you need? Peanut butter and jelly. What do yeah, you need? Bread, peanut butter, jelly. That's it. Peanut butter? I use a knife, too. Jelly. Yeah, exactly. You need a knife. You need something to put it on there. Well, um, a plate. We, a plate. Yes. If you're a civilized man. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, but you,
0: but the, you have to have... I like have... to
1: toast mine, too.
0: Good Lord. You <laughs> just... just <have> to... <laughs> All right. There's a lot that goes into a Ben Hoyer peanut butter and jelly yeah, sandwich, but good stuff. but a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I mean, it, it's, you know, obviously you need peanut butter, you need jelly, you need a sandwich, you need a plate, a knife, all that kind of stuff. But the idea is you need things to make a peanut butter and jelly right. sandwich. You can't create a peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of thin air, okay? If I could, I would do it right now. Me too. It's my third favorite food, <laughs> legitimately. I love peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Huh. Yeah. Lasagna is my first. Well, they, these are all for later podcasts. We'll okay. talk about right, that. Right. But, but, uh, but yeah, to, you can't just create it out of nothing, you know. And I asked the kids that as well. I said, you know, um, if if you could, you'd be God. You know, God has given us the ability to create things. For instance, um, um you have five kids. You and your wife created five children, right? Me and my wife have three kids. We've created three children. We, but but we can't just create them out of, of nothing. It takes a mother and a father, right? It, it, and obviously there's a lot of biology that goes into that. God, however, did not need any of that to create Adam and Eve. Literally, he, and not just that, but the world, the sun, the moon, the stars, all that kind of stuff, literally, what did he do? He spoke it into existence out of nothing. So, so the concept that I get from that is that God can create out of nothing, ex nihilo, and to me it shows how independent he is how powerful he is and us what do we we need things to create stuff we mm-hmm. can't do it out of nothing so that's kind of the first thing i got out of that is uh is or that's the first thing i pointed out to the children is god can create from nothing so there's that one all right yeah what do you, do you what do you think do you, do you agree with all that i do good you should <laughs> it's, it's old. i cannot darker. argue with any of that yes yes it, it's a cool concept but um so that was the first one. The second thing that, uh, that we kind of brought up was, um, w- w- so every week we have what we call a bottom line. And we say, if you were to get into the car with your parents and they asked you, hey, little Johnny, what would you learn in church today? You would tell them the bottom line. And our bottom line was this, is we asked them a question. Is we said, why did God create everything? And the answer is God created for his glory. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So do you, want to talk,
1: uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the Christ Connection? With that. Because my kids
0: Yeah go ahead. Dude, he's <laughs> I was Shaking like, his head. I was, I was like, No. No, yeah, no, yeah, we do. Go ahead. I'm so sorry.
1: yeah, my kids came home and they were running. They were talking about the Christ connection. You gave them these cards, mm-hmm. right? Right. Which they were like, We can't lose these, we can't lose these. And later that day I'm like, Hey, do you have those cards? And they're like, No. They lost them? Well, we found them, they were in the garage. <sighs> your children (laughs) me too so (laughs) but anyways yeah so the christ connection i think that that's something that the kids really enjoyed is how all the way back at the beginning how that points to jesus
0: yeah for sure yeah there there is um you know when adam and eve were created and and we won't i don't want to jump too far ahead just yet because well, we, well, let's do it. Let's do it. So Adam and go Eve. for it. Yeah, go for it. So Adam and Eve were created, and, and there was this idea that God saw. Well, this is not an idea. This is how it was. Is God saw that Adam needed a helper. Mm-hmm. It said that it's not good that man be alone. So what did he do? He created a woman, which, which I've heard people say he created him, and they called him woman because Adam was like, whoa, man. <laughs> that's that's <you> know, <laughs> which it's kind of cheesy, but I always remember it. But, but yeah, he created a woman and he created as this helpmate to come alongside Adam. And, and, um, and it shows right there, we, we see this importance of, of, um, companionship and, um, fellowship, you know? And I think a lot of people forget that, um, the, uh, we forget that the Trinity exists. Father, God, father, son, holy ghost right mm-hmm. and, and i think a lot of people you know you kind of look at it It says in the beginning the spirit hovered over the water so you kind of see the holy spirit there and obviously you see god speak stuff into creation and this whole idea of well where's jesus is in the story you know and so um if you look in first corinthians i don't have the exact reference on me but in first corinthians it is um uh, so it's, it's eight five and six you are so smart Hear it right in front of me, <laughs> Pastor Ben. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, what is it? First Corinthians, what? Uh, chapter eight, uh, verses five to six. Hey, we'll go ahead and read it real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, for for although
1: there were <clears throat> sorry, for although there may be so called gods in heaven or on the earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, uh, from whom all things and from whom we exist and one lord jesus christ through whom uh all things and through whom we exist right i cannot read <laughs> it is what time is it honestly it's it's 11:41 right. now yeah just cut that part out i'm going to do it again no no we're sticking with it it's <laughs> it's in italics as well so it's hard to read i can't i'm i'm no it's because <laughs> i can't read thanks <laughs> the, a lot man no
0: no problem i love putting you on the spot like that yeah, that's but that's great the gist of it is that um is that in the beginning you know god it, it pretty much the verse says that jesus was there through him all things were created and through whom we exist so um so this idea that jesus wasn't present is just not the case it says jesus was there and and through him, all things exist. So Jesus was a part of creation as much as God and as much as the Holy Spirit. So um, so there's that Christ connection there. Um, uh, when, when we go back to this whole idea about um, everything was created for his glory, there is um, my, my new favorite worship song is out right now, and it is called So Will I. And it's by a band called Hillsong United and the song um i remember listening to the song and and the song is broken up into three sections it's the first part they they call him god of creation then they call um, him god of um what do they call him it's pretty much about his spoken word so god of revelation or something and then the last one is god of salvation and so um during the creation part they talk about how you know if if the wind goes where you send it so will i if the if the mountains cry out and in worship, so will I, and it's and it's cool. And I was wondering. I remember listening to that song and just being like, "How can how can a tree cry out in creation? How does a tree glorify God? How does a rock glorify God? How does the wind glorify God?" And you know, it hit me where God. This is a very important concept: is that when God created everything, He made everything good. Okay, even humans, right? So everything is created good. It says on day one, day two, day three, every day he looked back and he said, this is good. And at the very end of it, he says, this is very good, you know? And so it's an important concept because everything was originally created perfect. Everything was. And so there's only one thing that strayed away from that perfection, okay? And that is? Snakes. (laughs) They've always been bad. (laughs) Snakes. But, but, um, but yeah, but, but thanks for hitting that table, by the way, making that loud bang. But, uh. But yeah, but 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 everything that God created um, uh, was created good. And there was only one thing that turned away from God, and that was Adam and Eve. And so right. that sinful nature passed down, which we're going to talk about later the fall. But um, but we are the only things that have turned away from what we were originally created to do, and that's to glorify God. So what that means, when I was hearing this song, So Will I, it just kept coming back to me where I was like, man, you know, if, if a tree, God created that tree that I'm looking at right in my backyard now. God created that tree to stand there and sway in the wind when the wind blows through the leaves and stuff. So in a sense, that tree is doing exactly what it was created to do, so it is glorifying God. Mm -hmm. Humans, uh, this is what I asked the kids on Sunday, I said, "Um, do we glorify God when we lie? And they said, no. I said, do we glorify God when we cheat? No. Do we glorify God when we steal? No. And the reason is because that's not what God created us to do right? We were created perfect to be in perfect fellowship with God. And so whenever we do anything in a sinful state, we're not doing what we were created to do. A rock lying on the dirt doing nothing is literally glorifying God because God created that rock to lie there on the dirt, okay? Mm-hmm. And so so when we, when we talk about, uh, so let me ask you, ready? Why did God create the world? For his for his glory. Glory, you got it. You're paying attention. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I could see it in your face. You're like, what are you doing? Don't put me on the spot here. But um what's that? I've made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> you're 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 doing well. So um but yeah, but God created everything for his glory. All right. And, and you know, that, that really leads us to kind of the final point that I want to talk about today before we finish this up, is that is that um not only did God create the sun for his glory, the moon for his glory, the stars for his glory. But he created his masterpiece, his finale on the last, the, la- the very last thing he created was Adam and Eve, mankind, right? So he created us for his glory. And, and, and there's one difference between us and everything else that he created. We see this in Genesis 126. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule. All right? Nothing else that God created did he make in his image, and I asked the kids. I said, "Did does this rock? Was it made in the image of God?" And the kids were like, "No, that's crazy." And I was like, "Exactly. We were the only thing made in His image." And and you know, the question then is, well, what does it mean to be made in somebody's image? You know, and and in this case, I don't, I don't necessarily think we look like God. I mean, the, the Bible says that God is God in spirit and stuff like that. So I don't, I'm not sure that if if God came down, we would look exactly like God looks right now. But when we're created in his image, we're created in his image of, uh, we're, we're moral agents, right? Mm-hmm. We are, um, we, uh, we can make moral choices. A rock can't do that. A tree can't do that, but we can, we, um, uh, we, we can love, we can have fellowship with others. And that's what I think it means when we're made in God's image is mm-hmm. that we can, um, you know, portray these, uh, characteristics of God, love, mercy, like all these, all these really cool things. So, um so so again just kind of in review god created out of nothing god created everything for his glory and we are made in the image of god and we're the only things that are made in the image of god so so i don't know you know those are kind of the 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 when when we're talking about creation those are things that you can pull out of creation that i know growing up i never really thought of too much you know Mm -hmm. and then kind of dive into it and you go man there's really a lot more going on there than just him saying let there be light. Uh, yeah, let there be light. I mean, it's just, you know, there's more to it. So sure. let, let me ask you a question. So when we're talking about this, we'll finish it up by saying this is um, um, you know, this whole podcast, we're looking at it from a parent's perspective, or we're trying to, right? And so what I thought would be kind of cool is if we asked some questions, uh, just two questions that that would kind of wrap this up. And the first one I thought is, um, why, for instance, why, why do parents need to know well, it's really, it's only one question. Why do parents need to see a creation as an important aspect of, of, of their parenting, you know? And so, uh, when I was thinking about this, you know, I, the first thing I thought of is that, um, is that schools are teaching, uh, they're, they're not teaching creation. Now I know your kids go to public school. My kid goes to private school, which is, mm-hmm. uh, at the church here. But, um, but, uh, do, do you, have you heard anything for your son, like in terms of evolution or, uh? I don't know, like the Big Bang Theory or stuff, it's stuff that's anti uh, creation. Did, have, the, have you, has he experienced that or what? Yeah, my older son has. Um, the eleven year old, mm-hmm. he's
1: heard about it, and he um, uh, something's going really right with him because he right. he comes home and tells us about it, and he's like, "Listen to this." thing they told us today this nonsense This nonsense this is he's smarter than people. both of us you know that right <laughs> yeah. yeah okay i'm a little afraid of him honestly we'll be working for him someday <laughs> yeah. but yeah he uh so that you know i worry about it but um uh, i've heard a little bit about it but he just he is writing it off right i kind of feel like it's like it's like everything else as long as you if we can teach them before mm-hmm. you know the world gets to them right then we can get them started on that right path right um i feel like we can teach them what normal is and then they can uh, they mm-hmm. can kind of defend normal in their mind a little better
0: Right. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, for sure. Or is that I, like
1: the midnight talking? Because right.
0: I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's 10 minutes till midnight. Is it so, really? Yeah, we're good, man. All we're right, fine. Cool. Yeah. So uh, does that make sense what yeah, I said there? For sure. It definitely makes sense. Yeah. You know, You know, I, I feel like a lot of parents um, want their kids to not know about evolution at all. Mm-hmm. And I. this is what I always tell people is I say, creation... Um, Creation, it, there are a lot of smart people that believe creation. So it's not stupid to think that it's anti-science or that it's anything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, there are smart, smart people who believe creation as well. So mm-hmm. so across the board, I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, the, the science, most scientists, I feel like this anyways, that most scientists are evolutionists and their big bang theory and stuff, which there's a great book out there where it's, I think it's called, um, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist, which Mm. I think is really funny because they're talking about to believe a big bang theory that literally just nothing was there. And then all of a sudden an explosion happened. And then now we're here. Like, I mean, you gotta have a lot of faith to believe that, you know, I mean, that's, it seems to me, it just seems crazy, but, but, um, but this idea that, uh, you shouldn't, let your kid be exposed to the ideas of evolution. I am confident that scripture holds up you know so this is what I was telling my wife about this as I said when we're discussing um uh, like when we're discussing about you know obviously we're going to teach our kids creation but but it is important to let them you know hear the other side and, and mm-hmm. come up with a defense against it. you know I think a lot of kids get into college and they've never been able to articulate, um, what they believe and, mm-hmm. and they've never been shown kind of, Hey, you know, creation is a viable scientific theory. I mean, it, those kids usually are at risk too, of being uh, persuaded and to believe other things, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, you know, when you get to college, you're very impressionable. Your, mm-hmm. your professors seem like they're, you know, God's gift to knowledge. And, uh, and it's just like, I don't know. I, I think when you, when you hear ideas that 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 there's there's some kind of data to back them up you're just like man maybe maybe i've been wrong this whole time and and so i I guess the idea is you just don't want your kids getting into college without having given a lot of thought to this you i mean as a parent our job as a parent is what it's to prepare our kids we have them for 18 years okay or uh kids are getting older now and moving out a little bit later but 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 really we have our kids for about 18 years And those 18 years are all about forming, uh, helping them form their beliefs and being able to articulate them and and defend them and stuff. And if we're not doing that with our kids, we're just literally throwing them to the wolves when they get out there Mm -hmm. into colleges. But, I mean, college is a breeding ground for, like, secular thought and ideas. So so anyways, you know, I I think when, when asking why is this important, it's important because you need to be talking to your kid about creation and don't feel... Don't be fearful that that the science won't hold up with creation because it does. There, uh, there's a guy named Ken Ham uh, who who is part of an organization called um, what's it called Answers in Genesis. We'll right. put this we'll put this on the link here. But um, but there, I mean, it, it's a really cool website. There's tons of stuff there to that, that will help put your mind at ease, you know, about creation and stuff. So. So that's the first one, and then let me end with this just really quickly, and then we'll we'll, we'll call it quits for today. But um, the last one is um, why? What, well, why does a parent need to know about creation? Is number is the biggest thing in my opinion is that it gives humans value. If you believe that the Big Bang Theory happened, and you believe that that we were all just an accident, then what what does it matter? You know, do you really have any worth? Or if we're all an accident and everything ends when you die, who cares what you do in your life? It's all going to end when you die. You know, we, we live with the hope that we are going to uh, worship God in heaven someday. And that, that's that hope is that we're not going to die. You know, we're going to live forever in eternity with God. So so this, this idea that we have value, really, if, if you view creation and you view the creator created everything, then guys, we have value. We have a lot of value. Um, do you remember the story about the gorilla Harambe? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah unfortunately. For, for the for for the listening audience who might not know there. I think it was Cincinnati Zoo actually. Just I think it was close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2 hours down the road from us. But um in Cincinnati Zoo there was a child who uh, climbed over a fence at a, at the zoo and got into the gorilla cage with this gorilla named Harambe. And um uh the gorilla got a hold of the kid. If you've never seen the video on YouTube, you got to watch it. It's it's crazy. Um, the kid didn't come out hurt at all, but the gorilla was taking the kid by the back of his shirt and just swinging him all around the cage and stuff. I actually think the kid was loving life. It lo- he was smiling. I think he was having a good time. But um, but the uh, the uh, the zoo people came over, and they, they got a gun out, and they ended up shooting Harambe and killing him. Mm-hmm. And, and there was this huge uproar, like a huge just like – I mean, there was even people signing petitions that the mother of this child – who let the child get out of out of their view for a moment should be thrown in jail like legitimately wow, I didn't know that yeah it's crazy I mean how many times have you lost your kids like
1: this weekend <laughs> this or... week. Dude, you are the worst I had like... to bring that up I'm sorry <laughs> so yeah I yeah one time I lost the baby in the house
0: for 10 minutes
1: or five minutes
0: she was with her sister she was in the closet, I thought. She was hiding from you. Yeah. She was. But anyways, we've all done it. We've all lost yeah. track of our kid for a minute, right? <laughs> Ben's a great dad. Don't, 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 be a, don't, don't listen to me. But, but anyways, they, they, this mom lost track of her kid for a second. They jump, jumped over in the cage, and then everybody was like, hey, this lady needs to be thrown in jail. And, and I remember th- what they did was they elevated the status of a gorilla up to the level of a human. Mm-hmm. Right. They were saying that. I mean, I think there were some people who said, you know, the kid, you know, made his own choice. He jumped in there and the kid should have to pay for that, you know. And and they put such a high emphasis on this gorilla. And I remember Jack Hanna, the guy who runs a Columbus Zoo, they asked him what he thought. And he said, he says, guys, I've seen a gorilla um, pick up a coconut in his hand and smash it as if it was a pea, like just just like that. He goes, imagine if what he could do to a child. And he goes, a 100 times out of a 100, we would have shot and killed that gorilla. And, and I was like, good, yeah. And, and here's the thing. Humans are so much more valuable than animals, okay? And now for those of you listening who thinks your dogs go to heaven, we're not even gonna talk about that. But, uh, but humans definitely go to heaven. Humans are moral agents. Humans are God. I mean, we are God's masterpiece. We're, we're the last thing he created before in it was all image. done. Made in his image, right? And so, so all of that to say, teach your children to view people as the most valuable thing on earth because if you do it'll it'll do a couple things number one it'll it'll change how they act towards people if they see them as valuable and and the most important thing is the gospel it's like if you see somebody as a value as a valuable person and you know that they're on their way to hell then hopefully you have some compassion to speak out and say hey let's change that Let, let me tell you about jesus and then you go that way so so really, um, that that's kind of how we'll end this is that, you know, as a parent, just just keep those two things in mind is that, that our society is trying to they're trying to undercut our, our faith for, at the very beginning. If they can come in and disprove that a creator God created everything, then they have they, they've they can make Christianity fall flat on its face, you know, at least in their opinion. And so so just know that they are aggressively trying to uh, trying to undermine our religion. And then the other thing is that we are created in God's image. We are valuable. God sees us and he loves us and just, I don't know, teach your kids that. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And I've babbled long enough. So. <laughs> and uh, we're getting close to midnight now, so I say we call this quits. So anyways, guys, we appreciate you being here and uh, and tuning in for the first podcast. Like I said, my name is Matt Clark, and this is uh, my friend Ben Hoyer. If you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to uh, shoot us an email. My email is mclark at genoachurch.org. Uh, and if you want to say something to Ben, just shoot it to me, and I'll, I'll forward it to him. So um so yeah we appreciate this and um remember uh remember guys that you uh your kids will only grow if you live if you live out what you know your kids will only grow if you live out what you know thanks so much ben why don't you say goodbye to everybody goodbye everybody (laughs) (laughs) i hate
1: it when you do that (laughs) call me off oh yes (laughs) have a great night everybody we'll See see you next time